For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. Who can it be now? Where are they now? Well, 33 years ago today, our next guest was in England. Part of, apparently, the worst Ashes team ever to leave our shores. But then this happened. Holmes has done it. That is the wicket. And will both of them be able to forgive himself is the second question to answer. Holmes deceived him, brought him down the track and slipped it through his guard both of them couldn't resist the attempt to hit it over the sight screen, over the top of the stand at the Warwick Road end and onto the station. There we go. Trevor Hones. He played seven tests for Australia. He took 17 wickets along the way before going on to hold the most important and most unforgiving job in the country. Uh, no, he wasn't Prime Minister. Uh, much more important than that. He actually had a daily performance review from 25 million Australians. Can you imagine Albo and ScoMo getting a daily performance review from 25 million Australians? They'd love that engagement, wouldn't they? Um, and of those 25 million Australians, they all thought he could do his job and do it better than him. He was the chairman of selectors of the Australian cricket team. It is a role that he held twice over the last 30 years. Think about the players that have been and gone and have been part of cricketing folklore over that 30 years. What have we got? Ponting, Gilchrist, Hayden, McGrath, Warren, Simons, Healy, Warner, Clark, Labashev. Wow. Scotty Muller. Yeah, exactly. He picked them and he dropped them. Uh, before that, he was a, well, he played for Queensland and captain in Queensland. He even played with Beefy. Sorry, Lord, both of them. And was a member of that team, as I said, to travel to the Ashes. The worst ever to leave our shores, but to bring it home, he is on the line now. Trevor Hines, good morning to you. Good morning, Ben. How are you? Very well. It was hard to read your writing there about that big lead-up I gave you, the introduction that you sent me. Well, to... <laughs> yeah, it reminded me of a few things. <laughs> you forget a lot of stuff that happened 30 years ago and in between. So, yeah, no, very good. Well, I'm going to get into 30 years ago very shortly, but what fills mm. your days now, Cracker? What are you up to? Yeah, I, I, you know, playing a little bit of golf. I live up the Sunshine Coast now, playing a little bit of golf and and also have an interest in a restaurant called Pier 33 at Malula Bar, which is the old Malula Bar yacht club that many people may remember, many people from Brisbane and, and the Sunshine Coast. So, so that certainly keeps me uh, keeps me busy these days, which is nice. What's the special for the week at Pier 33? Yeah, oh, probably a whole fish or something like that because we, we, do, we do a lot of seafood. So, yeah. But maybe you have to should... come up and try it then. Oh, there we go. There's an invitation I can't there, refuse. Now, there you go. How, how's, your, how's your drinks... Menu. And the reason I asked that is because Ooh. on that 89 Ashes tour was that famous flight over where David Boone yeah. had a crack and successfully broke the record for number of beers consumed. Mm. What were you doing on the flight over, Trevor? Well, I, I think we were all sort of hovering around Boone or, or those that were involved or not so much involved, but sort of pushing him along to, to have a crack. So I, I think there were several... Of us, and I, I must say, I'll put my hand up. I was, I was one of them that, uh, you know, you spend a bit of time with him to keep him going. So you, we, we were all doing our shift, put it, <laughs> put it that way. So, so like, like, um, like pace setters, keeping pace. 
That's exactly right. So to, to keep him going, and yeah. um, fortunately, in in those days, the the coach was up. It was one of the old seven four sevens, I think, and he was upstairs in the bubble and had no knowledge of what was going on downstairs. So, so uh, yeah, I, I think it wasn't it, it wasn't a very nice situation once he found out when we got to the <laughs> other end. But anyway, Bernie had to contend with that, and we didn't, which was which was nice. On that tour, Alderman Lawson, the, the Quicks, they got a lot of accolades, but that wicket of Ian Botham at Old Trafford that I just played before, it, it, it was crucial. It was the fourth test, but it was the fourth of six tests, and, and you're up 2-0 in the series because the third test was a draw. That and this test is one that could have sealed the series for you, and, and you got out arguably their best player. For a duck. Yeah, it was, it, it was an interesting situation, I, I suppose, because um, uh, Ian probably hadn't played at, he, at his best during the se- uh, the series at that stage, and, and the pressure was was on him to play one of those match inning, match winning innings that everybody knows that he could. So I, I thought he came out with the intent to be very positive and aggressive, and of course I happened to be bowling at the time, and being old former Queensland teammates and you know, he thought he'd probably try to take me down, which at that stage I was probably the logical one to go for because the fast bowlers were bowling well and, and taking a lot of wickets, as we as we know. So it was one of those things. I think he got himself out. There's no, uh, no, um, nothing my part. It was just there and he missed it. He tried to, tried to hit it into next week and missed it and got bowled. So, yeah. Well, were there any words exchanged? I mean, you, you had played with him. There would have been some friendly teammate banter going on, surely. Uh, only a little bit, but not not when he came out to bat, but more more uh, after the game and then subsequent games after that. You know, I, I think I, I may have been lucky enough to to get him out of two or three times again in that series, and uh, so there's a bit of frivolity there about him being a bunny and all that sort of stuff as as <laughs> goes on. on what, with, what was he? People. What, what was he like uh, to play with in Queensland? Terrific. Yeah. He, he was terrific, and and. You know, the the year he spent it at Queensland, sure, there was a little bit of drama went on, as, as has been probably publicised. But he he was a larrikin, and he was great. He was great to play with. And you know, the other thing I will say, I, I think at the time he may have copped a bit of criticism for once again not performing as people expected. But if you go back and have a look at his record as an all rounder, put it put it down as an all rounder, his numbers were very good that season. So I think he was a little bit unfairly criticised there. Trevor Hines, my guest this morning, Monday morning. Now we're talking 89 Ashes series. But after after you uh, retired from rolling the arm over, Cracker, you, you went on to be part of the selection panel, 1994, and then chairman not long after that. And it was a golden period for Australian cricket. I mean, there was the the... The, the, the series test wins, there was the record as far as one day as there was World Cups. Out of all the names you picked and, and, and players that you brought into the fold into international cricket, is there is there a favourite? Is there one that stands out? Is there is there one you sit back and go, geez, we got that right? Yeah, probably. And, and um, I, I will always say that there's probably two and uh, rightly or wrongly, I, I, I always regard the selection of Adam Gilchrist as as, as one that really paid off. Um, okay, it was a difficult time, of, of course. We had to drop Ian Healy, which is unfortunate. Um, but when Adam Gilchrist came in, he, he changed the way 
our middle order played and took games away from opposition the way he was, he was so aggressive. And once again, his record will testify that. And the other one, of course, is Glenn McGrath after having played only, oh, I don't know, it would have been a handful of Sheffield Shield games. <clears throat> he was chosen. And, and as we know what his record was, he's one of the all-time greats. What did you see in him? Well, he was tall, number one. We, in those <laughs> days, we, we, we liked tall, fast bowlers. And, and then, of course, you, you look closely at, at his bowling action. So we, we obviously thought not much can go wrong there. And he had enough pace and, and a lot of accuracy. And, you know, we probably considered in, in those days we needed people who could bowl reasonably accurately because a, a lot of teams around the world were four hitters. So we obviously thought that he had the ingredients to do a job that we uh, wanted him to do at that mm. stage. Little did we know he'd go on to be probably the greatest fast bowler well, that with, uh, Australia's had. Well, with Adam Gilgrave, I mean, look, two two awesome selections there. I mean, imagine saying that, yeah, I'm, I'm half responsible for bringing these blokes into into the international frame. But with sure. that, you, you mentioned Gilchrist for Healy. Like that... Mm. That is a tough. That is a tough conversation yeah. to have. I mean, you, you played with heels, teammates, you, yeah. your mates. How how does how do you even start that conversation? Yeah, it wasn't very it wasn't very pleasant from my side of the fence, and it was, it was something that we obviously thought had to be had to be done uh, at, at that stage. Uh, difficult because heels and I were were mates, and you know, to to this day, uh, we still get on very well. But it wasn't very nice at the time. Uh, Ian probably couldn't quite understand. Uh, that we couldn't give him his last game at the at the Gabba, which mm. was the first test of a series, and and just you know we thought if we're going to make a change, the start of a series is the right time. And I say that now, rightly or wrongly, we may have been wrong, but we may have got it right. Don't know. There was a few he did get right. Trevor Hones, my guest this morning, uh, former chairman of Selectants, uh, and he has presided over. Well, the golden period of Australian cricket, there's so many, but the last three decades have been golden eras for Australia. I know there were some down times, but some of the names we just rattled off there uh, were huge. I, I want to ask you about modern day stuff now, Crack. It's only been, Ooh, it's only sure. been about, what, 12 months since, uh, since you did stand down. It was last year. Yeah. Pat Cummins as captain, a bowler <laughs> as captain. Yeah. It's something that is, you, know, you can't have a bowler as a captain. <laughs> that that used to, that used to be the thinking, but uh, Pat Cummins certainly has the has the right um, ingredients to be a be a very good captain. He's a terrific man. He's a player's man as well. Mm. Uh, he's smart. He's well very well educated. The only issue that anyone could raise there about him being captain is is he going to play every game? And and look, I'm sure that that uh, the selectors. Uh, and the Australian Cricket Board or Cricket Australia, as they're called now, take all that into account. And if he's the best man for the job, he's the best man for the job. And then make make other arrangements to back him up when and if needed. What about in your time? I mean, there was a, a bloke who had serious cricket IQ, was the best in the world at what he did, and teammates, the majority of them, loved him in Shane Warne. Was oh, there ever consideration yeah. of making Warney captain? Yeah, I think uh, um, there certainly was. And, and, you know, my panel at that stage, I, I think it was after Mark Taylor, maybe just from memory, I'm not yeah. sure on the time frame, but um, we had to had to uh, recommend a, a captain, which our recommendation would go to Cricket Australia Board for them to, uh, to ratify. Uh, and 
Shane was was probably at that stage in our thinking and was probably going to be our our preferred option. Um, in those days, um, the chairman of the the cricket board, who was Dennis Rogers, he and I had a very good relationship. And and before I was to go to the meeting um, to give our recommendation, he rang me and said, "Who who are you going to put forward?" <clears throat> So I said, probably we're thinking Shane. And uh, unfortunately, he, he said, well, mate, I, I think you better have another thing because I don't think I could get that up for you around the board table. Wow. So th- that's how it how it went. And uh, I was forever grateful that, that he did give me that, that call because it wouldn't have looked very nice had we made a recommendation and then had that knocked back and that became public knowledge, et cetera. So it would have been wouldn't have been right for us as as a group of selectors and also the Cricket Australia board. So I was pretty grateful that that, that happened at that stage. Amazing stuff. Amazing stuff. Trevor, I'm, I'm going to let you get back to that golf course restaurant, whichever one it is. <laughs> really appreciated you having you on the show, and it's good to good to talk to you again. No trouble, Ben. Thanks, and uh, thanks for the time. There we go. Trevor Hines, uh, Test for Australia, crucial and part of that 89 Ashes series and also Chairman of Selectors. And what about that? Shane Warne could very well have been Captain of Australia. The Selectors wanted him. Board didn't. Mm. Well, there you have it. Thanks for listening. You can catch the show live on air on your app or online. It's 693 SENQ every Monday morning from 9. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com.